Exceptional people begin with just ambitions. We can choose to believe in ourselves and thus to strive, to risk, to persevere, and to achieve. We can choose to set no limits on ourselves, to set high goals and dream big dreams. I'm talking about a desire so fierce that it changes a person's life. We can use those dreams to fuel our spirits with passion. We can fall in love with our own abilities and our own potential then choose to maximize those abilities. We're free to choose what we're going to think about ourselves. No one can stop us from chasing our dreams. You get to write your life story. I would venture that most people are talented in something, whether they realize it or not. It's something internal. Great performers share a way of thinking, a set of attitudes and attributes like optimism, confidence, persistence, and strong will. They all want to push themselves to see how great they can become. These attributes and attitudes cause champions to work harder and smarter than other people. They help them stay focused under pressure and to produce their best performances when the stakes are highest. In the book of Ecclesiastes, it was written that the runner with the best foot speed doesn't always win the race, and the strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. That knowledge persisted into the 20th century. Striving to be exceptional is never easy. Going after big ideas takes sweat, it takes persistence, patience, and a bedrock belief in yourself. I care about how a person lives his life. I care about whether a person refuses to place limits on himself and instead chases greatness. I had a privileged upbringing. I mean that my childhood taught me to be optimistic. I didn't know it then, but I realize now that this was a precious gift. Exceptional people, I have found, either start out being optimistic or learn to be optimistic because they realize that they can't get what they want in life without being optimistic. That's why I say I was privileged. I didn't have to learn optimism. It was given to me. I learned to believe that with hard work, you could be the best. That's optimism. It may not be as natural for people growing up today to feel optimistic as it was for me and many others in my generation. Instead of seeing examples of people succeeding and progressing, they can find it all too easy to see examples of people struggling. One of the ways people learn to be optimistic is by seeking out role models who have achieved great things. If these role models are in some way similar to themselves, they can help instill optimism. One classic example 
is the evolution of the world record for the one-mile run. Pessimism abounded about whether a human being was even capable of running a four-minute mile. There were articles in the press in which supposed experts opined that the human body simply wasn't built to run a mile that fast. Then a British medical student and elite amateur runner, Roger Bannister, took a look at the prevailing pessimism and decided it was poppycock. Bannister decided he was capable of running a four-minute mile and he trained hard to do so. On a rainy day in 1954, he did it, running a 359.4 mile. Almost immediately, an Australian runner, John Landy, bettered Bannister's record. Within a few years, many runners broke through the once impregnable four-minute barrier. Bannister had been a powerful role model and his success turned many runners from pessimists to optimists about their ability to break four minutes in the mile run. Optimism is an attitude that people can choose to have. Obviously, I was fortunate in that my upbringing made it easier to be optimistic. But if it hadn't, I could have chosen optimism. It's not easy, but it can be done. Optimism is often an act of faith a belief in something that cannot be proven. Anyone can have it. Find ways to become and stay optimistic. I like anyone who's performing to have an optimistic attitude because performances go best when the performer trusts her skills and lets the performance flow. One way both teams and individuals can help themselves to an optimistic frame of mind is visualization. Visualization is a kind of purposeful, intense imagination. Optimism doesn't guarantee anything in sports. It just improves your chances. So why wouldn't you be optimistic if it were a choice you could make. And it is a choice. I've had many clients who tell me that while they believe some people are by nature optimistic, they are by nature the glass half empty kind. My reply to that is, okay, are you only going to tackle the challenges that are easy for you? If not, then the first thing you have to do is decide that being optimistic is important to you because you understand that optimism is essential in fulfilling your dreams and attaining your goals. Once you make that decision, you have to start looking at things from a different perspective. Are you going to focus on all the gloom and doom stories in the media? Will you own your mind? or let others own it? Will you see yourself succeeding where others don't? Are you going to generalize in a negative way from every setback you encounter? Misfortune happens to everyone. Champions just refuse to let it push them into doubtful, fearful thinking. It would indeed be illogical to persist if you thought you didn't have a chance to succeed. That's the way champions think 
after the setbacks and losses they inevitably suffer. I understand that everyone, including champions, has occasional doubts. No one should be upset if doubt occasionally enters his mind. Individuals who achieve durable, frequent success are optimists. They shake off their doubts and know in their heads and in their hearts that in the long run, they are going to be successful. They're going to have great careers. Everything will fall into place. And wonderful things will happen to them if they keep doing the right stuff. A confident self-image. People tend to become what they think about themselves. There is enormous wisdom in that sentence, and there's enormous hope. We are each the biggest influence on our own destiny. We each have the power to construct our own self-image, and that the self-image we construct will very likely determine what we become in life. Confidence and optimism are closely related. The good portion of the trait we call confidence resides in the subconscious part of the brain. Our subconscious is very susceptible to suggestion. Your subconscious monitors all the thoughts you have about yourself and it does so uncritically. You can think of your self-image as an archive of all the thoughts you've ever had about yourself. Recent thoughts are way more influential than thoughts that occurred further in the past. Thoughts associated with powerful emotions are more memorable and thus more influential than thoughts to which you attach no emotions. You understand that you are not a helpless victim of misfortune. You don't have to be a prisoner of a bad experience. You make sure you continually feed useful, positive thoughts to the subconscious. That's a champion's mind. A champion understands that it's fine to savor an experience when it's positive, to remember it, to celebrate it. When an experience is negative, he understands that he can't let himself get stuck in it. He can see no benefit from ingraining a bad experience by reliving it or attaching strong emotions to it. This ability is counterintuitive for a lot of people. We're taught in school to revisit and think about our mistakes. Our correct answers are passed over and taken for granted. The teacher puts a big red X next to mistakes. Some people tell me that making this change in the way they think is hard work. I agree. But so is training the body. If an individual wants to be exceptional, it's part of the challenge also. Thinking correctly will separate that individual from the average person. Even if we try to maintain control with our conscious brains, at the moment of truth, your subconscious had better be saying, oh yeah, I got this, no problem.
Champions understand that they must be confident to a point that some people might find offensive. To be clear, when I speak of confidence, I exclude both arrogance and laziness. To me, confidence doesn't mean that an individual or team fails to prepare. All of that preparation and dedication is, to my mind, intertwined with confidence.